0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
1: 171 points. It's been a blood's bath. Sydney's
0: biggest ever win. West Coast's greatest ever loss. History for West Coast and not the good kind. A defeat like that in a season of ugly defeats normally means mass disruption, One or all of the following board cleared, a CEO gone, a coach sacked, big name players dropped. West Coast is not a normal club. As you're about to hear, in all likelihood, it seems little might change. So, how did they get here and how might they turn it around? And how much more pain could Eagles fans expect? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Clint Wilden is the voice of footy for ABC Grandstand in Western Australia. He has covered sport in the state for more than two decades. He's followed the Eagles to premiership highs, and this is probably a new low for the club. Clint, a painful defeat for the Eagles. How has it landed in the West, a state religiously fanatical about Aussie rules footy?
1: Certainly media-wise, the coverage has been all-encompassing, and it went from a back page, all in black, three words and a despondent Luke Shuey worst loss ever yesterday on the Sunday Times. And the West Australian today has gone even harder. The West Australian football presents the three Stooges. And on the front, the chairman, the CEO of the West Coast Eagles and the chair of the West Australian Football Commission. Having a close look at some of the West Coast Eagles players at the moment when that mark was taken, they don't want really to look each other in the eye. They're just avoiding eye contact with one another. has fallen apart so significantly. So it has dominated Talkback Radio for a couple of days now. It's dominated both the front section of the newspapers, darkest day in our history, um, has been put forward by quite a lot of people. And it will continue to dominate the television headlines for some time to come, understandably. I say all that, though, but we do have to remember that there is a fair chunk of the state that's pretty happy that it's all going so badly for West Coast. I speak, of course, of the Fremantle Dockers, and I did see little sections of the crowd on Saturday night celebrate when the siren sounded at the SCG. So we understand
0: what's happening. Can you tell us why this is happening, Clint?
1: There's a number of reasons. List management is one... The other is just a remarkable run of injury, something that many people in football have never seen the extent and the extent of time that the injury list has occurred for. We can't make too many changes at the moment. We've got two guys playing in a waffle. So, um, outside of keep taking steps forward and keep trying to lead as well as we can, that's the only way you can go. I think you need to go back to the decision to bring in Tim Kelly. Back in 2019, I think has been a very costly one for West Coast. Gets it back again. Kelly's there. Would love to kick it against a oh. team that didn't want him. They gave up. Well, they gave up four picks within the top 35, and normally you can get really good players for that. To get Tim Kelly, who's a player who was underneath their nose in the waffle for about five seasons. So they gave up picks 14, 24, and 33 in one draft, and in the second draft gave up pick 18. So they've given up two. Remarkably, two first rounders in all of that. And that's hurt them because the players that they would have been able to pick up in that draft if they hadn't gone for Tim Kelly and loaded up to try and win another flag, they're now going to be the age of 21 or so and they would be important players in this Eagles lineup. There were signs at the end of 2020 that things weren't great with some of their senior players. Some soft tissue injuries were certainly starting to hurt at the end of 2021. Again, this is not hindsight, by the way. Um, Patrick, we mentioned this on our Sports Talk program, certainly throughout 2021. It was perhaps time to rebuild and let some of the older players go. They haven't done that. They've showed far too much faith, I would argue, in a number of the, the 2018, not just the premiership players, but those like Nick Natanui and Andrew Gaff, who have been around that club for a long period of time. I think loyalty has actually possibly hurt the West Coast Eagles along this front. They've just loaded up and those players have been injured. And the injury list for the last two seasons is nothing short of ridiculous. These are strange times for the West Coast Eagles and unprecedented times as well.
0: So defeats of that magnitude, you know, darkest day in the club's history, that's generally at most clubs, going to result in a change of coach. And we saw Adam Simpson facing those questions again about his future in the wake of the defeat. Can you tell us the likelihood of him staying in the role and why wouldn't he want to move on, just both for his but maybe the club's benefit too, potentially?
1: Well, I can give you two million reasons why he would probably want to stick around because that's what our understanding is of what he's owed by the West Coast Eagles if he continues in the role. So our suspicion is from all reports, he's on about 800000 a season. He has two years and the rest of this season to come. I think West Coast signed him up. And remember, West Coast being West Coast, didn't tell anybody that they'd re-signed Adam Simpson up until 2025 until they were basically forced to earlier this season And I think they did that knowing that some dark days were ahead of them. They decided that they were going to lock a coach in and see them through these troubling times. Nobody thought they'd be as bad as they'd be. So we have, as I said, the combination of the players they've got simply aren't up to the task and they're missing so many players. I don't think anything changes. And I've watched all the narrative, all the stories, all the reports, and I've read everything from... Um, the east coast of the country saying there needs to be a circuit breaker, something must happen. West coast, in my opinion, aren't going to do anything. Adam Simpson might walk away, but I can't see that happening either. He's consistently said that he's going to stick around. You're the right man, to follow this. Yes. I know you laugh at that question. Well, because you're asking it. Yeah. Well, what do you think I'd say? History is an important thing to look at with clubs. And with two things, if you win a premiership with the West Coast Eagles, the Eagles will stick by you.
0: They've got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the Eagle has landed They're the Premiers in 2018.
1: Let us not forget it was John Worsfold who walked away from the West Coast Eagles. It wasn't that Worsfold was sacked after a couple of disappointing seasons. And remember, West Coast finished last when he was there at the end of his tenure. And that all came after he won a premiership in 2006. The Eagles didn't move him on. John Walshold said, I'd had enough. Adam Simpson has continually said he's the man for the job. And he may look like he's aged 100 years in the past two seasons. But while he's saying that, nothing will change. And I think the board, top down at this point in time, know where they're at, know that they're no good, and know that there's at least two years of pain ahead of them. I've said this a lot. We're on a journey and this is the this is the pit we're in. So we're just gonna keep
0: fronting up. Generally on field struggles coincide with poor off field management, but the Eagles, they are a powerhouse off the park. And our colleague Corbin Middlemas made the point on offsiders that off field strength could be creating headaches in the sense that, as you've touched on, they don't actually need to win to have fan and corporate support do you think it's playing into a sense of complacency clint complacency is that's
1: an interesting term i think that there's not anywhere near the pressure that other clubs would have to make a change to be seen like you're doing something because you lose members membership churns important corporate churns important and i know Well, locally, Fremantle, I'm absolutely certain that they did the maths before the end of Ross Lyons campaign. How much money will we lose having to pay Ross out versus how much money will we lose by loss of memberships and corporate dollars and decided that Ross's time had come to an end? That's not the case with West Coast. And I've said this to Corbin when he was here and to Ben and to Sprigg and everybody else, the Eagles are a behemoth. They have 100,000-plus members. There's about 15,000 people who sit and pay $60 a year to be on a waiting list to get tickets to go. Just about every single Eagles game is sold out. There might only be 40,000 that turn up, but that's because 15,000 plus have decided that they're just not going to turn up this week because the weather's nice or maybe there's a wine um, function down at Margaret River they want to go to or head to Roto, whatever. That is the powerhouse they are. So it means there isn't the urgency to make a change to satisfy corporates and members that something is going to be done. So do West Coast make a move to make people happy because they feel like it has to happen? I just don't think that's how this club operates. If nothing else, Adam Simpson, I would think, sees out at least another year of the contract because things are going to be terrible for West Coast and will be here in two years' time, Stacky. if they make a change, going, whoever's in that role, do they need to go? because there's only so many levers that you can pull in the AFL to get players in. As it is now, there's probably 12, maybe 14 players of that West Coast group that are no longer up to scratch. But you make more than eight changes throughout a season. That that list turnover is so dramatic that it's
0: really tough to actually have any impact on your list. This is a two-year turnaround. The one person we haven't mentioned to this point is Chief Executive Trevor Nisbet, incredibly um, credentialed successful chief executive, what kind of scrutiny is Trevor Nisbet uh, under given you know his uh, tenure at the club? I think it's been 20 years in the chief executive role and maybe three decades at the club in its entirety.
1: Well, he was, of course, the head of football operations, football manager when they won their first flags going right back to 1992. And I know that a lot of other CEOs, when they get the job, will talk to Trevor Nisbet about the things that they have to go through Trevor Nisbet's time is up at the end of next year. I've also got no doubt that he's under extreme pressure, certainly from the West Australian, the local newspaper, for a long time have had Trevor Nisbet in the gun. Again, I don't see him going anywhere. Should he or shouldn't he? I think there's an argument, as brilliant as he's been, perhaps the amount of time that he's spent at the club, maybe it is time for somebody to move on. But again, I don't think he'll be departing until his contract runs out at the end of next year, there has been, for West Coast, that is a club that has been so brilliantly run, they have made a couple of bad missteps in recent years, Stacky. There was the whole drama about the Castor signing. Uh, Their their jumper, the jumpers were simply not up to task. They couldn't get merchandise in and West Coast sell a lot of merchandise through their club shops. It was a complete debacle and that happened under his reign. There was a huge embarrassment. They were the only club not to have a pride jumper for their AFLW team. That that was overlooked. That wasn't good enough. Um, Yeah, Nick Martin being overlooked, who was training with them, is now probably in the conversation for an all-Australian um, with the Essen train with them. They didn't pick him up. He's headed across and got picked up by the Bombers. Uh, th- there's been a number of misses under Trevor Nisbet's reign. I still don't see he goes anywhere um, until the end of his contract, which is the end of next season.
0: It might have been the darkest day over the weekend. Might be a few tough ones still to come. Clint, thanks for unpacking it for us.
1: There's some tough times ahead if you're an Eagles fan, Any
0: Anytime. Headlines Ash Gardner has tilted the women's ashes in Australia's favour as she snared three crucial wickets as England slumped to five for 116, chasing 268 for victory in Nottingham. Danny White and Kate Crosser at the crease as the hosts pursue victory in the multi-format series opener. It's going to be a thrilling conclusion. You can catch it all live on the ABC Listener. Alex Alex Minaur might have lost to Carlos Alcaraz in the final of Queens, but the Australian has put tennis fans on notice that he's going to be one to keep an eye on at Wimbledon. The 24-year-old was beaten in straight sets, but he's enjoyed a number of big victories this week, including a semi-final defeat over world number six Holger Roon. As for Alcaraz, the victory sees him regain the top-ranking place in men's tennis, Rugby League. And the situation with Ben Hunt and the Dragons is getting ugly, with St George Illawarra denying the 33-year-old his request for a release. He's been told he'll be expected to play in the clash with fierce rivals Cronulla on Thursday night. The halfback has over two years remaining on his contract, but had indicated a desire to move back to his home state of Queensland. Brisbane and the Gold Coast are seen as potential destinations, and the two sides played out a thriller on Sunday, with the Titans overcoming the sacking of their coach during the week to score an 18-12 win. The Broncos' loss, further soured by Reese Walsh being referred to the NRL judiciary on a contrary conduct charge for swearing at the referee. And Damien Hardwick has barely been out of coaching for a month, but the ex-Richmond tactician says he misses it and hopes to coach again one day. The Tigers Premiership winner has just ensured any club thinking about a new coach will now be thinking even harder. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Joel Casson Thanks to Fox Footy and Channel 7 for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.